Across the city and South Cambridgeshire. On FM, digital and your mobile. Cambridge 105 Radio. From the terraces on Cambridge 105 Radio. So welcome back to another week of From the Terraces. A uh, couple of games uh, missing uh, this weekend. Histon didn't play yesterday um, and Cambridge City aren't playing this afternoon. But uh, we've got two United games to talk about. Uh, we've got uh, uh, we finally managed to get in touch with Robin. We've got a Cambridge City game to talk about. And we've got uh, Cambridge United women to talk about. So United, obviously, uh, midweek it was at Wickham, a ground we never win at or very rarely win at. Um, when we actually got a draw out of it, probably might. I think both sides could have said they could have won it. We probably had the better chance. Um, although Liam Bennett nearly scored the goal of the season, unfortunately, it would have been at the wrong end when he did it. But uh, if you've not seen his uh, his uh, sliced kick that nearly resulted in an own goal, go and have a look at Sky Sports. He's on there somewhere. And then it was FA Cup Day um, on what on paper should have been a nice, easy game. And we've seen uh, us fail at uh, Geisley and, and struggle at Kears and Ashton in the past, so nothing's easy. Uh, we win. Wasn't a great game, but uh, at least we're through to the next round. As I say, Histon didn't play yesterday. Cambridge City uh, had a great game against... Uh, I was going to say Sporting Council, but it's not Shepshed Dynamos, wasn't it, they played? Uh, that was a, a really good win, 4-1 for them. Cambridge City women haven't played this week uh, or last week, uh, so nothing to say about them. Cambridge United women played in the league play against Keensham Town, a narrow win after extra time. Uh, I got to speak to uh, Darren about that and also to preview today's game against Chesham. Uh, and again, the uh, Worthing game for City was cancelled. Uh, so we'll start well I'll tell you what before I do that I'll give you if you want to get in touch with us you can all the usual ways so you can uh, text us on 07919 070490 that's 07919 070490 or you can email studio at cambridge105.co.uk if you've got anything to say about any of the football and we'll start as we usually do with uh, Cambridge United So it was uh, it was going to be a busy week uh, this week. We had uh, Wickham away, and I was uh, just I was just going to look at the stats about Wickham uh, Cambridge head to head because uh, we've not really got a very good record. Although having said that, um, last year uh, last yeah last season we uh, we won, and that was the uh, uh, the game that Fajiri limped off for his uh, fairly lengthy uh, injury. Um, that was a, a, a really sad moment. So you can you can tell how much uh, these things mean to players when you, if you have if you'd seen Fajiri uh, walk off the pitch uh, crying uh, last year when he realised that uh, it, it was uh, a bad injury uh, and so it proved to be. Um, but if you look at if you look at the record. Um, 
uh, we've played what 16, 24, 27 games. Uh, it's listed since 1993. We've lost 16 of them. We've uh, drawn three of them, and we've won just six of them. And as I say, if you take out uh, last season's uh, last season's win, uh, early season win, um, it's what one to the last time we actually won a game was back in 2016. So it's it's not a great place for us to go. Uh, actually, that was a home game as well. That was in fact I can't do the away game. I can't see where, uh, when did we last beat them. Anyway, it was a long time ago. Um, it, it's a it's a ground where it's uh, very difficult for us to get a result. Um, and uh, surprise, surprise, we got a result. Not necessarily that we would have preferred to get the three points, but uh, the old adage: if you can't win, don't lose. Uh, definitely comes into play. And uh, we had a, a good effort all round, really. And I think the thing that most pleased—I think there were about five hundred fans that travelled to it. Uh, the thing that most pleased fans, fans from that and uh, those who saw it uh, on tele on the uh, I follow was simply that the performance was so much better. Um, it was one of those things where we've kind of had poor results and poor performances recently. So to get a good result with a great performance is obviously a huge boost for us. Um, we spoke to uh, Mark after the game, uh, checked with him uh, what he thought of the uh, three uh, the, of the point that we took from it, and whether we thought that was a, a good result. Yeah, and we're actually a bit disappointed because we think three was there for us, and they'll probably feel the same way because both teams have had moments where we should, and we have we have two two particularly good chances I think the one at the end for Jack is a really good chance that we should take and to be honest we can't do any better than the delivery from Danny and the header from Ryan in the first half on the side of the bar inside foot of the post and it spins out it's just ridiculous that it's not gone in it's a brilliant move I was wheeling away ready so um, yeah frustrating that that didn't go in because it was excellent and it took us time to get going a little bit we were a bit edgy with the ball a little bit frantic at times it can get like that here sometimes but when we brought a bit more control and played one or two more passes and weren't too direct too soon I thought we played well I thought the defensive side of our game is in the last seven days has been outstanding defending our box one but but pressure and intensity to get after the other team very very good and we have to we have to add the icing on the top because clean sheets won't be enough for maximum scores um, so we've got to add the moments when we get the chances to, to win a game because we're probably three or four games where we, we, we should be taking more points than we have but uh, to be more clean sheets than anyone in the country at the moment that's a pretty good starting point to building a team that can be hard to beat and, and point scoring which is important yeah and I think I mean it is interesting we we talked we talked about this before um that we've got more clean sheets uh, than any other team I think in uh, in England uh, at the moment and that whilst we're not necessarily winning all our games the big difference last year was we were either winning or losing mostly losing we didn't draw many games so to come back with draws and to have clean sheets is really important for the league yeah, I think Oops, I, turn your mic up and then you can hear what the people think. Yeah, I think as um, Mark um, kind of alludes to in his press conferences as well, um, whilst obviously you want to win every game, having that solid foundation at the back and um, conceding as few goals as possible um, is imperative to what any team would want to do and for us to have that um, in our team is really good at the moment. Yeah, yeah I, I, and, I, and I know that fans kind of look at it and go, yeah, but we need to score goals. Yeah, yeah okay. <laughs> it's kind of like, yeah, let's state the obvious. Yeah, de- defend well and attack well, and you'll uh, you'll win the league. And we know that's the way it works. Um, it doesn't always work out that way in practice. And we know that we're on a limited budget. So given that we are on a limited budget, I think to have a defence that isn't shipping goals, which we have in the past had ones that, that you know that do that, and it just makes life incredibly difficult because then losses. 
become way more important if we're not actually getting any draws and uh, whilst people may not like the fact that we're drawing a lot um, look where it leaves us we're in a good position in the league and we've uh, getting a good a good points tally perhaps uh, as Mark said probably I think he said last week three to four points away from where they'd hope to have been at this time but still in a great position um, we'd seen uh, Diggory uh, <laughs> I always this is a, this is a standing joke. This is a, we had this last season. I, every time I hear of uh, of Digby, uh, I keep thinking of Cedric Diggory uh, from Harry Potter fame, uh, <laughs> and I keep calling him that. So I, we, we've seen Digby playing further up the pitch, um, but in the Wickham game, he kind of reverted to his uh, usual role. Uh, we asked Mark if there was if there was anything in that. Yeah, we just couldn't play Jordan again from the start, to be honest. So we had to um, we had to adjust that, and it was always going to be more a diggers game there than a than a um, someone who was going to take the ball and get us started. It was a second ball game, really. So he had to do that, and he did it well. It's going to be one of those things. It's like calling calling the teacher at school mum when you were at school, and it's going to. And one day I'm going to call him Diggery to his face, and that's <laughs> going to be the most embarrassing. I don't know what's more embarrassing: the fact that I call it him, or the fact that I uh, know enough about Harry Potter to call him that. But there you go. Um, I, I, it was I think it was uh, it, it was the only move that we could make and I think that's the one advantage we've got at the moment because we've got strength in depth in the squad proper strength in depth in the squad although Mark has his has, has his reservations about that which we'll come on to later on something he said uh, after the game um, but competition for places means that he's got that he's got that option to turn things around and try something different within a game and we probably haven't had that before <coughs> Yeah, I think that's what you know. Any manager wants; they want that headache. I think you call it a headache when the team's doing well, and we often refer to it when strikers are, you know, both firing and both scoring, um, having that that nice headache. But like you said, the competition for places is important. Um, keeping the team moving in the right direction, players will come in the team, come out the team, and it's just Im- important that that level of performance remains consistent and the level of results remains consistent as well. Yeah, absolutely. So. Uh one of them we address the issue of uh, the lack of goals um, uh, at the at the, uh, the post-match press conference. This is what Mark had to say about the way in which he thought the uh, forward line played. Yeah, I thought when we um, when we played one or two more passes in our move, it was good. It's, it's um, not easy to get in against very experienced, strong defending players. Um, we had enough good moments in the in the, throughout the game to score um, and to create chances, and we have to f- put the finishing touches on that. So, um, lots of good things in the game for us. You, you, know, you know, to come and create two or three very very good chances away from home against a, a really stubborn strong team like that is good and we've got to take those because there's a moment there where we might take maximums from it but um yeah I, I, I mean i think i think that just about sums it up we, we're making the chances and it's good um we could do with a little bit a little bit sharper finishing although to be fair at wickham lancaster's goal uh, attempt on goal was brilliantly saved i mean you know you, you can't ask for more than a keeper to to do what he did tipped it over the bar um so we can count ourselves unlucky we could say that uh, we deserve to take all three points but I think Wickham could do the same thing so I think in the end it was probably a really good a really good result for us um just see, it was it was funny because it we'll hear Mark's 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 re- reference to Halloween in a minute. But Liam Bennett, we've talked we've talked about Liam Bennett a couple of times, and uh, um, he's been such a wonderful find for the club. Um, it, uh, but there are there are a couple of things we've noticed over time. Is sometimes he his back passes are 
uh, what is the best way to say it? ill-advised or a little short uh, or in one case uh, an absolute suicidal pass um, but he's got away with it to be fair to him he hasn't we haven't conceded goals from it but he could have uh, on Tuesday at Wickham been the most unfortunate man in football because he uh, there was it was a there was a ball co- there was a ball coming uh, out and uh, he absolutely just... Uh, it's difficult to see from where he was, the position he was facing, how he managed to do it, but he sliced the ball and it, it kind of went into orbit almost. Uh, and then we realised he was going the wrong way back towards our goal. You looked at uh, uh, Stevens and saw him off the line. You looked at where it was going and uh, and uh, the entire uh, Cambridge 500 plus the bench plus the uh, journalists in the stand were kind of holding their breath because it just looked like it was going to go and it, it went over Stevens' head and then it bounced not far from the line and, and someone pointed out afterwards, given how wet the pitch was, how damp, uh, how soft the pitch was we must have found the only patch of hard ground in the whole of the stadium and the ball bounced over and if, if you get a chance if you've not seen it sky sports have got the video of it um if you go and look at uh, the cambridge page um it, it would have been uh, listen to what mark said because it would have been a travesty had that been the way because we that would have been a, a, the, the the losing goal so it would have been a travesty this is what mark had to say about the incident yeah, a real spooky moment, almost a horror show there at the end, um, which was always possible tonight. Yeah, it's a horrible moment, and, and actually it would have been really unfair because it's, it's bounced so close to the line, and then you have to clear your head really quickly and defend the corner that's coming in, but I thought we did that well. Ryan Bennett's made a brilliant block at the end, JK's got out to block one, SK's got out to block one, got fouled around the edge of the box, everyone had to put the shift in to, to do that, so horrible moment that nearly went for them. Yeah, and it, I mean, nobody, nobody, nobody likes to be responsible for a loss on an own goal. Um, uh, but uh, I suspect uh, he, he would, it would have been that much more embarrassing because it, it would have gone well. It, it's gone viral as it is. If it had gone viral because we sco- they scored, um, he would have also had to have that uh, hanging over him. But uh, yeah, it would have. <laughs> it was just a really weird thing that happened. That you, you know, you could you could kick that ball another thousand times and you wouldn't get it to do what it did there. Um, but fortunately, the the, the bounce the bounce was there have you, have you ever have you ever scored an own goal then no but I've been close as well <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you a story actually when we went we played um, Brighton and um, I was driving forward and then I checked back out and I went to play it but um, their team were pressing so I had to go all the way back to the keeper and the gust of wind took it into orbit <laughs> and it's almost gone top corner it just went out for a corner um, but yeah that was the only time it's, I, I mean, I, I've, I've scored, I've scored plenty of own goals, but because uh, I, I, if I play football, I play in defence. But, but I mean, my standard play is going to inevitably lead to that. It, I mean, I, I guess the, the problem is, I mean, a, it's, it's especially if it's a goal that loses a game, yeah. it's terrible. But also, it, you know, it, you, sometimes when you make a mistake, you feel like you've let the team down, but you can't see anything obvious from it. Whereas, because if you score an own goal, especially if it, it wasn't just a deflection that went in. Um, you know, you've got to you, you, the, that feeling of letting the team down must be way worse. Yeah, I think like even, I mean, yeah, it goes without saying. Really, <laughs> watching the video and seeing what happened, it was just that sense of panic, the way that the ball looped up and whatnot. But it's done. It finished nil nil. That was what's important. I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and and Mark went on to make the point that I think it, 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 people were so shocked by what 
could have happened, that it would have been very easy when it went out for a corner, it, it would have been very easy to then mess up the defence on the yeah, corner cool. and immediately get them to score the goal that Bennett didn't score for them. And, and I think that was really good that we managed to collect ourselves sufficiently to, you know, to, to defend the corner mm-hmm. well. And I think that that was the story of the night. I mean, you, you know, you can't fault the defence that doesn't concede goals. Um, and while we may not be scoring as many as we want, um, it, it, you know, that, that certainly comes that certainly comes a close second because uh, at least we're not losing games. So there we go. It was a, a, a draw, a creditable draw. Both sides will go away happy and unhappy at the same time. But we pick up a point and we move on to uh, the FA Cup. Um, and we've all seen Cambridge's pro pro progress, I was going to say process then, progress in the FA Cup uh, has been on and off in uh, recent years. Some really, really good results uh, holding Man- holding Manchester United on that. Uh, how many, did anyone, did, was anyone there at that game apart from me? The Man U game? Yeah. Yeah, I was at there that game. There you go. Uh, uh, watch, watching, watching Josh Coulson later on making excuses for not put, putting the ball in the net because he wanted to go to a replay at Old Trafford. Uh, <laughs> but I'm sure that's not really the case. But to, to hold uh, United um, to a draw and then to go to Old Trafford and uh, nearly we nearly got the opening goal uh, I'm sure it wouldn't have made any difference in the longer term because we in the end we were we were roundly beaten by them but um, did you go to the Old Trafford round? Uh, so, so we had I think there were about 18 or 19 coaches went for it and genuinely you can say I mean Cambridge fans sing very loudly at most games they're at and they often out sing the opponents but when you've got a full stadium because obviously the fans have to buy the FA Cup tickets otherwise they don't get to keep their season tickets so there's a penalty for them not doing it so it was packed and yet the only people you could really hear out of it it was, it was amazing with the mm. Cambridge fans uh, singing uh, very very loudly really good support even though some of them didn't get there till half time because of the <laughs> terrible traffic uh, and road works but uh, and then of course you know Newcastle more recently I mean who'd yeah. have thought that uh, we go up to St James's Park on a, a a huge occasion. I mean, St James's Park is one of the best football grounds uh, yeah, in the UK. It's got such an atmosphere there, and to you know to go and watch United not just win the game but win the game convincingly that it wasn't a lucky goal it wasn't you know it wasn't anything else mm. uh, I mean uh, Dimi Mitov uh, towards especially about five minutes before the end when he see tip that ball over the bar yeah. uh, kind of typified the day where we really deserve to take that and yet you also look at Geisley uh, 2018 where in the end we lost 4-3 but uh, we were 4-0 down um, and I think we scored two of the goals came in the last four in the in extra time effectively so it looked a lot more respectable than it was even though we still lost and that was a terrible result and then Curzon Ashton uh, was that last year? Yeah, yeah it was last year last wasn't it? Year. Uh, a, a very very dull and lifeless performance to get a nil or draw at their place come back to the Abbey and, and another nil or draw and I think it was extra time and then penalties and it, and it took penalties to get us through that game so we have a, a mixed record in terms of where we are so when you draw Bracknell 94 places I think it was below us in the league structure only their third time in the uh, first round never got beyond the first round on the face of it you think it's easy um, but uh, as I say past history has shown that that's not the case and uh, we were not concerned, but it's one of those ones where you know that you can slip up. Let's listen to what Mark, before we start talking about the game, let's listen to what Mark had to say following the game. 
And Mark, the FA Cup first round always writes headlines and despite an unnecessarily nervy final 10 or 15 minutes, you'll be content that you've got the job done this afternoon. Yeah, if you want the magic of the cup, you've got to get through the first few rounds. Um, so we're pleased to have done that, but the second half was ridiculous. The way the game finished was ridiculous as well. We got away with one, really. They had, they had chances to do it, and they, um, they, they all think they should have done it, and they probably should have done it in the end because we give them so many moments. Um, really comfortable up, up to the, the second goal. Obviously, we had lots of the ball, created lots of chances. Could be a bit more clinical against a team that get lots of bodies around the box, but we were we were happy enough with the first half and then second half we get an early goal and you just think right go on then let the game roll away from from them and take the game but we got scruffy and scrappy and every time we made changes we just kept getting worse and lost all structure to the game so it's a horrible end but um yeah like you say in the end just just get through get through get the get the prize money and um have the opportunity to to play another game so um overriding emotion is just yeah relieved that we're in the next round because that's the main thing um but lots of um Lots of things to do better, for sure. Yeah, strong 11, which you said you wanted to go with, dominated the first half, as you've said, and it was a, a well-worked opening goal and a, and a key first goal as well. Yeah, we wanted to try and score early. I mean, we had a couple of moments where uh, Adams took a shot on where he should slide Faye and dragged it wide. We have, we've had a few moments where we, we've not got in the spaces that they left us and not penetrated enough. Um, it's quite a rare occasion that we have the ball on the halfway line and our whole team's in the opposition's half trying to break a team down like that. So um, we struggled in certain situations and did all right in others. Um, created quite a few set play chances and things like that. Um, but I thought uh, Adams bit of play in the build-up to the goal and, and Faye's finish was a brilliant finish. He's, He's very clinical in the moment, so we were we were we were delighted with his um his finish. He's wrapped it right in the top corner, and um, yeah, good for him because he just keeps um keeps building, which we're really pleased with. Yeah, I was going to say a, a word for for Giri, eight goals for the season now, and he's looking sharp in front of goal. Yeah, and he's he's put a good number of minutes together this week. I mean, I, I saved him really second half. He was actually fine to carry on. He should have done, and I know it would make us a bit weaker really bringing him off. But um, with Gasan out at the moment, we don't know how long and whether he'll be back this weekend, which he might be, but he might not be. Um, Jordan went down and came off, so I got a bit spooked and thought, right, get him off the pitch. He doesn't need to go 90 again after what he did Tuesday. Um, so, yeah, rolled the dice a number of times today, and um, somehow they landed on the right numbers. Yeah, it was... Uh a scruffy second goal but important second goal and they defended well at times Bracknell but um, so it was just good to get that second goal in the back of the net so early on in the second half Mark yeah probably it sounds silly this it probably happened too early in the second half because we sort of stopped playing at that point thought the game was done and it should have been but it should have been done with us controlling the game not just allowing them to get back in it and stopping playing um, good press from Adam we get we make a good regain high up the pitch or in the box and then um, it's a bit of a calamitous moment really that ends up going in the net but we're pleased to get in front and then at that point you think go on then just be ruthless and play with a bit of quality and a bit of swagger but we um, we stopped doing it which is a bit frustrating um, and then obviously the game's died it's in the balance nothing's happening but then once they get a, a bit of momentum and get that goal and 11 minutes goes up you've got a game on that you didn't need to have so um, we got fortunate at the end because had a couple of good chances but um, we, were, we were happy to go 2-0 up but it should have been the important second goal in the fact that it should have just won us the game at that point and we, we went on better than we did but um, ah, here's what it is yeah, happy with the game management in that last sort of 10 or 15 minutes and a hefty 11 minutes added on as well. Not really, no. We didn't keep the ball. We kept giving it back to them. We didn't have a good shape about it. Um, I mean, to be honest, it shows why some people play all the time. So others have got to do better than that when they get the chance. Otherwise, um, they won't get many chances. So, um, yeah, look, we're pleased, we're pleased to have got through. We looked, um, we looked weaker as it went on um, and just lost a bit. We just lost all rhythm in the game. But 
it is what it is. Sometimes that happens when you make lots of changes and we end up with a team on the pitch that wasn't very balanced, um, but it should still be good enough to, to win the game and, and play that in more controlled fashion than we did. Now, Jordan Cousins came off uh, towards the end of the game. Looked like he was troubled by something. Any early indications of what that is? Only that he felt his hamstring, so we don't know. Um, we don't know how bad that is at all. We'll scan that on Monday, and then we'll we'll wait for probably Tuesday, Wednesday before we get a result. So we'll just have to cross our fingers and wait and see what that is. So that's frustrating because he's been putting a few games together. But um, yeah, he's, he's obviously been a bit stop start, which is frustrating for us. But he's um, he's uh, felt his hamstring, so straight off the pitch and then we'll just wait and see how that is when we get the scan results. And Brandon Hornstrup off the bench, important minutes for him and following a, a really challenging year for him. Yeah, tough and um, it'll be good for him. He'll play obviously the hopefully 90 minutes on Tuesday and um, get an opportunity to just keep building up. Obviously Dunks is unavailable at the moment so we need some competition and some cover there and he's a good player, Brandon, when he can get himself fit and going. So yeah, important for him to, to get on the pitch and hopefully we can build him up and Tuesday's game is actually quite a good one for a few of the lads that need it. Um, so yeah, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll do that and, and hopefully he can find a good level and um, build some competition with the rest of the team. And obviously, banana skin avoided through to the next round and, and importantly, unbeaten in four matches now, Mark. Yes, yes, we're counting cup matches in the run, which is nice because um, they usually only count when you get beat. So uh, it's nice to hear that. But yeah, look, it, we had to get through, didn't we? We, we? The pressure was on us. We had to win. We had to, we had to get through the game. So it's, we're happy that we have, but we, we should get through and we should get through more comfortably than we did. But in the end, like you take it, crack on, move on, um, get ready for Tuesday and, and more importantly, Saturday. Well, we talk about what's coming up in a minute, but yeah, I think, I mean, for me, Mark summed that up, is at the end of the day, we could have made it much easier for ourselves by uh, closing that game out after the second goal went in. We didn't. We let them back in with a, a with a, a good goal, um, and they came close to uh, evening the score. And that would have that would have been the worst thing is to go to, to have created a replay would have been an absolute nightmare for us. Uh, it's, although it's not that far away, it still would have added a fixture in when we could do without a fixture and uh, you know take it to them. But uh, we get through it. The record books will show a two. A 2-1 win and uh, we get drawn against somebody um, some interesting results uh, in there um, I think the older shot Swindon game stands out as a we couldn't it's, it's like goals were going in quicker than the sky could keep up with the news flashes in that one it was uh, an amazing goal and two, two of the goals two of the older shot goals scored by uh, Lauren Tollage if you remember him from uh, February March last year where he played or was it the year before might have been the year before actually um, where he played uh, a handful of games. I think he played in the uh, FA Cup, Luton, the Luton loss uh, in the FA Cup. Um, but yeah, he scored two goals there. So I had a dream last night that we were going to pull Morecambe away, which means Jordan Slew. We'd, we'd be seeing Jordan Slew again, who's uh, back at Morecambe. Uh, Derek Adams likes signing him. I think he signed him, I was reading, four times uh, now. So <laughs> they're obviously favourites. The most interesting stat to come out of this, and this, this, this may surprise you because it's certainly surprised me that game yesterday was the first the first of i think it was was it 17 games since august so it'll be seven about 17 games that we've scored in the first half which mm. I, I, I no, that can't be right someone must have got that wrong but apparently well, it is i went back and had a look at it we just don't we haven't scored in the first half which i thought was really weird so to, to do that yesterday i suppose is a 
is, is a change for the better and hopefully <laughs> we can keep that going forward but I mean the FA Cup is a great competition you always get giant killers and we've been subject to and as I said we've done it ourselves um, so you can never relax and, uh, and take it for what it is which on paper is an easy game yeah, for sure. I think um, FA Cup is is a brilliant cup, um, cup, and you know everyone looks forward to it. At the end of the day, it's um, eleven men versus eleven men. It doesn't matter what um, team you're representing because, like we've seen in the past, you've had giant killings and players know um, the power of the FA Cup and can almost fear it a little bit as well when you're on the kind of um, favourite mm-hmm. end of it. Um, but yeah, no, the competition is brilliant and good prize money as well for for um, smaller clubs which is really good well good, good prize money for the bigger clubs did I read somewhere it was 40,000 was the winning prize money for yesterday's game it was a big amount yeah, considering it's, it's only yeah, the, first the first round proper but uh, and uh, of course uh, Bracknell for, for, for coming all that way they get half of the gate money from uh, from the game as well so, yeah, the, so they'll, have, they'll have done uh, well out of that as well although obviously they would have wanted to uh, have progressed and uh, built themselves a little thing but it's, it's one of those things like the only the only interesting thing is I and I don't know do, do we complain about this or not. Ever since um, I think it was United pulled out of the FA Cup for the World World Club Championship, I don't know how many years ago that was now, but it was quite a number of years ago. Do you think the Premier League teams take it as seriously as they used to? Do you think it still has the the cachet for them? Because obviously compared to what they win for, you know, even just a standard game, let alone anything else. The, mm. the prize money is not very good, um, but for everyone else it's huge. So do you think they take it seriously? Yeah. Have they devalued it? I think it's just still as prestigious as it was before. Um, I think, obviously, it's not like Champions League or anything, but when you've had the likes of um, City dominating the league, um, you know, over a long period of time... Um, Things like the FA Cup, Community Shield are a great opportunity for clubs to still get silverware because the Premier League isn't within their reach at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> um, but as, yeah, as Sheffield and Luton are fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like you can have success. You can have success in the FA Cup um, without necessarily being up there in the league. So I think they they take it just as seriously. And um, if I remember correctly, Pep actually said in an interview that um, the League Cup is something that they aim to win every year. You know, because it's winning is a habit and it's important to them. So, yeah, I think they take it just as seriously. Yeah, and I, and I think yeah, so it is. Winning is a habit for City. I mean, you, you, it's interesting the way things. I was watching the Arsenal Newcastle game yesterday. Yeah, so VAR is going to be the death of this sport. <laughs> I swear. <laughs> Uh, as uh, I think it was Wolves and uh, what was the who were Wolves playing yesterday in the con- controversy over the uh, uh, over VAR? It's just, it's just yeah, that's right. Yeah, it was it's, it's uh, it, uh, we, uh, let's not get onto it because it, fortunately it doesn't affect us in the lower leagues as yet. Although they are still trying to push the uh, technology down. Fortunately, clubs are pushing back because they can't afford it. But you know, it, it was funny they had the the, the Wolves asked uh, the. Um, Newcastle Arsenal it was it was reviewed initially to see if the ball had gone out and then then they kind of went oh oh and it might have been offside oh and it might have been yeah, a foul like and you think go on then how many more could you I think it took about five minutes yeah. to finally make a decision so I suppose at least it's better they make a decision rather than get it so badly wrong that yeah. they cost they cost people a game but I it, was more concerned about some of the challenges it, it, <laughs> it, 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 it was yeah I mean there was there was there was a couple of challenges there was a there was a, um, a Newcastle Habits. head across the uh, across the top a Newcastle arm across a head and there was the uh, the tackle the horrendous tackle yeah, that I can't understand how that wasn't that a red was, card yeah. it's just unbelievable but um, yeah it's, it's 
it's just weird that some things, some things apparently VAR can't see and, and won't take notice of, and some things that they, you know, they will, and, and then they get it wrong, get it badly wrong, or at least, uh, you know, I think it was. Um, who was I listening to? And I can't remember who was on the commentary team for the game. Yes, I think it was. It was, might have been Shearer, um, but they were saying that the problem is, is when the people who look at it aren't necessarily people who've played football. They're technicians who are judging yep. things, and and so their view of the game is one of having never played it. Yeah. And you think that 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 would be something at least they've got to say. Look, well, you know, we've got loads of ex Premier League players who aren't doing anything. Why don't we give them the gig? Why don't they? Why don't they get to make those decisions? Because they know what it means to play football. They know that. Um, I mean, there was the analysis of the, uh, I think it was in the Wolves game, the, 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 the tackle that never happened, but they got a penalty for, or, or a free kick for it, I can't remember where it was, but it looked bad, but then when you slowed it down and saw it, he tried to pull out of it, and yeah. there, was, there was no foul there, but it was given, and, and you know, if, I suppose if you don't have players that, you know, if you don't have players doing that kind of talk, then they won't necessarily know about yeah. it. But. I think it's still, everything's still so subjective, and that's the problem. Yeah. It's meant to get rid of that, uh, lack of clarity. Yeah, but so, it, the lines are so blurred that it just becomes almost frustrating to. to uh, even it's see. funny as well because they they always they always say you know it's it, it changed it changed tennis for the better because it made it made decisions but they're they're really black and white decisions yeah, they are it's either in or it's out there's no there's no and in fact the one the one thing was I mean I don't understand how uh, either we weren't seeing the angles but the ball that went out that could have gone out it was definitely there was definitely daylight between the bottom yeah. of the ball and the and the line. And yet the angle you had at, at, they were looking at, that we were looking at, you couldn't possibly tell whether yeah. it was out or not. And the point so, that they stopped at as well. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> they stopped it when it was on the <laughs> exactly. line. It's like, it's like, it's like what you're trying also, to show us. Yeah, what, yeah it's, you don't want to show it a bit more because it just shows a bit too much for you. But anyway, we, we, VAR is one of those things that yeah. every football fan will shout about. Um, this I, I spoke to, uh, uh, they've got joint managers at uh, Bracknell. I spoke to uh, Carl Withers after the game. Before the game, we were just in the build-up, we were talking him out with him. Uh, what he wants to do mostly is to make sure that none of his players regret uh, leaving anything on the pitch and not, not giving their all. This is what he had to say after the game. Well, you said you wanted to make sure that uh, no one regretted leaving anything on the pitch, and I think it was a, a creditable performance. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm immensely proud of the group. You know, I felt that we were in the game even at one 0 and you know, the second goal for me is a foul. Um, they go two 0 up, and you you hope that the boys don't sort of then drop their heads, and you know, and the proudest thing for me is that they kept believing and they kept pushing and pushing and got the goal, and you know. I could say a few things about the referee today, but you know it is what it is. Today obviously wasn't our day, and um, but you know I'll be going in there very shortly and just patting everyone on the back, being proud, and hopefully we can take what we've had in this this run of competition and hopefully take that into our league form now. And it was it was interesting. I mean, there was you were certainly never outclassed, and towards the end of that game, you certainly scored a couple of a couple of chances that uh, on other days would have gone in. Yeah, you know, listen, sometimes you've got to look at the game and, and if things when things don't go your way, you sometimes think maybe luck's not on our side today and, and I felt like maybe that was the case today. Um, listen, it's, it's, I'm, I'm disappointed, I'm gutted, but I'm immensely proud at the minute and I'm sure we'll go away tonight, proud of the group, proud of the town. I mean, special mention to the supporters. They're, they're sung the whole time and, you know, for that many guys to, or girls and everyone to come and support us, you know, we're, we're so privileged to have them and I hope they go home tonight proud of the group. And, and that's the thing, isn't it, is, it, is that 
the fans we we say this a lot we you know we get really good traveling support and they did have good their traveling support there considering how many people they must have at a home game and uh, they were loud and uh, they were uh, i think at the end they stayed behind when the team came on the pitch and uh, probably spent 10 or 15 minutes chatting with them, uh, which is always good to see um, when you've travelled that far to, to to lose. But I think, you know, they, they came out of it creditably. They they could have taken it to a replay, which I say would have been a real disaster for us. Um, but uh, they didn't. Uh, and uh, we go through to, uh, to the next round. Um, just quickly then, we've got uh, the... And I was just about to call it the Papa John's Trophy again, but it's now the Bristol Street Motors, uh, um, which isn't some small garage in Bristol. It is actually quite a large chain of garages in uh, Birmingham, I'm reliably informed. Um, so uh, instead of free pizzas, they'll be giving out free cars at the game, perhaps. Who knows? Uh, I, I, that's, that's what I'm going to miss. It was actually quite nice. The only good thing about going to a Papa John's Trophy was if you were lucky, they came in with, they always came in with uh, representatives bringing like 10 or 15 pizzas for the 20 people that bothered to turn up for the game so you always got a bit of pizza now now it won't, they won't be doing that that's uh, that's a very sad uh, end to that one but uh, better than the prize money yeah <laughs> yeah because that's gone it went from 10,000 to about eight seven and a half eight thousand yeah. for a win so everything's been devalued in that one um but uh, as Mark said in the uh, in the post match, he's going to play uh, a lot of very young players. They're going to get the chance. He did make that comment about the fact that uh, you can tell why the people who are playing are playing, and those people who need to step up when they're given a chance haven't as yet. Which is quite interesting, given that I don't think, apart from uh, a couple of games ago where uh, Glenn McConnell got the uh, the Orient game and and had a really probably the only shining light on a terrible, terrible day of football for us um it's going to be interesting to see who he fields on uh, tuesday and uh, who gets a chance and more importantly which one of them can step up yeah i think um like we said these games are always tough um i think fundamentally it's going to be an opportunity for um players to get minutes and to keep themselves ticking over i don't really see um obviously from a neutral background if anyone had like an absolute blinder they wouldn't suddenly straight away come into the team on Saturday especially with it being Peterborough um, so I think you've got to take it with a pinch of salt um, but at the same time it is an opportunity and any kind of opportunity you're given you'd like to think that players would try and step up and take the opportunity because they want to get closer yeah. to the team and be in the team so yeah absolutely um, yeah it's not to say that the game's a waste as such but um it doesn't mean that, let's say, X player does this and then suddenly they're starting on Saturday. No, but, be the case. but but I think I think what he's quite rightly saying is that you've got you've got to show that you ca- you can step up. Yes, you're not yeah. going to be invited to play uh, unless the, unless something else something goes horribly wrong. You're not going to be playing in the Peterborough game at the weekend. But you've got to keep you've got to keep yourself in uh, Bonner's thoughts all the time. Yeah, of otherwise, you but uh, and for your own progression as well. Yeah, absolutely. That, you, know, you know, like we had um, obviously with Benno. This this competition almost made him. You know, he got a good run of games yeah. and then showed what he could do, and then that led to the loan. And that season, he was fortunate enough that we stayed up and got got more minutes. So there are things that work in your favour, of course, if you uh, do well in this competition. But it's not the be all and end all. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, well, uh, I won't play a jingle just yet. I'll do that in a minute. Um, we'll talk about uh, United women because uh, they've played two games uh, since we were last there. Well, they're just about to start a game, but they played Keensham Town from uh, Bristol. They had a nasty journey down there. It's about, I think it's about seven, seven, 
six or seven hour return trip no it's much be more than that it must be nearly eight hour return trip and of course they don't come down the night before because they can't afford to do things like that so nice long trip uh, a very even game uh, they won 2-1 in extra time spoke to um, Darren after the game uh, this is what he had to say plate competition Nothing today under, uh, under lights at the end of the day I thought it was going to get too dark to finish off extra time we didn't get to penalties uh, a good result in the end yeah really good yeah look the, the score's the score, Maybe but we probably dominated the game there. And yeah, I, I think done probably the, the issue that we had as a team was when we went 1-0 down, there was a little bit of anxiety crept in. People started to think, you know, how are we going to do this? But as I said to the group at the end, one Maybe thing we've done really well at recently is being resilient when things That's get tough and actually just up in our level and going, uh, come on, the then, women, roll our sleeves up, let's have a go. And, uh, you know, from City. that last 15 yeah. minutes and of the 90 and, and then into both the 15-minute periods of, of extra time, I thought we was yeah. absolutely outstanding. Probably a good cup time and one we definitely deserve to win. And it was one of those games where at the end I think Keenshin were, were, were keen to settle for penalties and of course we all know that what that can produce. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I was thinking, Ben had already started to ask me you know, about the penalty takers and stuff but I just, I, I said to them at half time in, in extra time, there's chances in this for us and I still think we'll go and put the game to bed if we just go and gamble a bit. I thought, thought at times, you know, we get the ball wide, we work it really well, get it wide and then wouldn't get enough runs into box. It was a bit tentative, um, almost like we was worried about the threat because they've got two up front in a 4-4-2 which you don't meet so much of. I think we was almost overly worried about the threat of them then getting the ball and, and countering us and going in behind so we didn't make the runs that we needed to make but if you don't make those runs they're going to end up with the ball and they're going to end up countering you so yeah we, we just had to get better at those moments of the game but I thought I thought we did that really well I thought we managed it a lot better as we got into that last 15 minute period of the 90 and then into the extra time periods I thought we got on the front foot again and both sides had chances uh, some of them squandered some of them a bit more difficult than others but I think in the end it, 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 the, the right side won yeah definitely I agree I think you know if you're looking for me for a player of the match for their side I'd say it was their keeper without doubt she made three or four unbelievable Unbelievable saves, really, really good keeper. We won't come up against many that are much better than her. So, I mean, that tells the story of the game itself, really, doesn't it? That the goalkeeper's the player of match for them. So, yeah, look, we, we always say look after the performance and then the result will look after itself. And, and I think that was one of those today. And I have to mention, obviously, Ruth Fox at the end. Uh, it's a, a really good goal. She deserved that. I think she'd had a number of chances that uh, hadn't quite made it, but uh, a really good end to the game for her. Yeah, massively. And she really deserves it. Look, you know, she's she's somebody that's gone on record plenty of times about saying how tough life can be, but she just keeps coming out. And when we talk about resilience, I think she's the epitome and the team always get around the fact that she's she's that resilient. And, you know, in-game sometimes you're looking for somebody who can come off the bench and come and impact the game. And, and she's that player for us. So I felt that once we got her into the game, and I think that coincided with when we started to get on the front foot, once we got her into the game, I think almost the girls went, OK, Ruth's on now. Like, we, we know what she's got in the locker. We know she'll get in behind. We know she's got quality. And she's got to finish like that, which, you know, when you need to win a game you always feel good when it's going to one of those players at the front three absolutely and good support again yeah brilliant support isn't it you know we're starting to build a little bit of momentum now with people coming down and I think you know obviously we've got to do our jobs on the pitch and if we do that then the people that come will enjoy it and hopefully they'll come back and it's lovely to see so many young girls here and hopefully you know they're being inspired and they seem to, to really enjoy themselves so it helps the girls as well we said about it during the game you know we could hear it from the other side of the pitch so the more of that we can get more people down the better so, <laughs> stop texting to tell us we left a microphone up talking about whether we were going to talk about the Peterborough game. I, I hold my hand up uh, to Salim. It was my fault. So, uh, Salim's one texted him to say, shut up, we can hear you. Uh, yeah, sorry, my fault on that one, not his fault. Uh, uh, but there you go. Um, we will talk about uh, Peterborough in just a minute. But yeah, a, a good result and they move on to the league plate. That, that hasn't been drawn the third round as yet. Um, apparently might not be until uh, January. So, we'll wait and see what happens. But uh, they progress in both the FA Cup with MK Dons coming up and uh, the uh, league play as well. Uh, they're 
about to kick off, 15 minutes to kick off uh, for their uh, league game against Chesham. Spoke to uh, Darren late last night. Uh, this is what he had to say about the upcoming game. Darren, after the excitement of the uh, league plate last week, 2-1 over Keenshin, it's, it's back into league action and it's Chesham away. Not doing quite as well as they usually do just at the moment, only six points from seven games, but obviously still a dangerous side. As you said, everyone is in this league. Yeah, without a doubt, they are a dangerous side. Yeah, they beat London Seawood convincingly um, just a matter of weeks ago, and, and Seawood are a good benchmark. And we beat we beat Seawood one 0 away at Seawood midweek, but you know it was a very tight game. It could have gone either way. So yeah, I think it'll be a really tough test if I'm honest. Uh, they've, they've got some good players, Gemma Fraser, who's who's been around a while, Kate Bowers. They're, they're good players and they could play in most teams in our league. So um, yeah, we're expecting a tough test, test, and hopefully. Uh, Hopefully, we, if we're going to win, we do it at a slightly earlier stage than we did last week. Yeah, exactly. And uh, it, I, I mean, I'm presuming that there's no danger that that game will be called off. You've not heard anything on that one. No, hopefully all okay. So the men's team played FA Cup game on it Saturday. So um, yeah, we, we're hoping everything's okay. We've not heard anything. And then it's, of course, then uh, back into uh, cup action the following week. You've got Milton Keynes-Dons coming to St. Neots for the next round of the FA Cup. And that's that's a huge game, A, because of the opposition, but also because it's the cup game. Yeah, massive. And something to really look forward to. Um, MK Dons are absolutely flying in Tier 3. Won five of their last five. So they'll be a really formidable test for us. Got some players that we know. Uh, the likes of Laura Mitchell, who was with us a couple of seasons ago, who's top scorer for them at the moment. So, yeah, we're really looking forward to that test, actually. It'll be nice to step away from league action. This time of year, we get a, a bit of a run of cup games, potentially, and that's one of them. Yeah, and, and I think everybody sort of, as soon as we'd got through the last round and we got MK Dons to look forward to, it was, uh, yeah, we was all, all had our eyes fixed on that one, ready for that week. So, yeah, get uh, get this, this league game first, focus on that, and then uh, MK Dons the following week, which hopefully we'll get a good crowd for. I was going to say, uh, given the crowds, the way they've been behaving and uh, making noise and everything else, it's a, it's a, a real prospect uh, to try and get people down. I notice in the fixture list, it's a one o'clock start. Is that correct? Yeah, it's one o'clock. So they, they do that in the earlier rounds of the Women's FA Cup because there's still some lower league sides left in uh, who don't have access to floodlights. So um, they bring the kickoffs forward just to allow for that. Obviously, that, for us, that's not a problem, but um, they do that generally for that round. So yeah, one o'clock kickoff. Oh, come on. <laughs> I'm so sorry about that. I, I'm not quite, that. That shouldn't have ended quite like that, and we shouldn't have had that gap in silence. We were actually just talking about uh, how we missed that the mic was up, and uh, then we missed that it wasn't up to talk to to, to come back in. Um, so yeah, I mean. <laughs> Two good results for uh, United. They're kind of flying at the moment uh, in terms of... In fact, how how, how well are they flying? So? Yeah, so um, they're unbeaten in six games, which is um, really good for them. Uh, like A really good habit to have. Um, if you look back to the beginning of the season when they lost 5-0 to Norwich in the Cup and then won 4-0 um, in the league to Haywood Heath Town, their results were quite volatile, but now you can see there's a bit more consistency um, amongst the group. I think they've conceded three goals in the last four games, so the defence is, you know, doing quite well as well. Um, and their level on matches played with Wimbledon now, who are top of their league um, with 21 points. So there's still some catching up to do. Um, but if promotion's a realistic target for them, you know, 
that should be something that they should be looking for. But obviously, with only one team going up in the yeah, league, it's, it's a bit it's a bit difficult. It is. Uh, so they just need to really make sure that they're staying within touching distance of them. I I, I think that's it. It's it's progression, isn't it? Year mm. on year, you've got to progress. And I think they have they have stepped up this year in terms of not only the consistency and or, or not not just the consistency. The consistency's come because they are managing the game better. So they're yeah. not they're not letting it go at the end of the game. They're not relaxing. Yeah. They're not putting their heads down when they concede a goal, which he, which used to happen regularly. If if they conceded one, they'd concede two, three, four, yeah. sometimes five goals because they just they lost the game at that point. Yeah, and so, cumulatively yeah. as well. You know, like if we get to Christmas now, and they're still within touching distance of Wimbledon. Uh, next calendar year they still got a great chance yeah. to, to, to push for that promotion but obviously with only one going up if they let it slip before Christmas yeah. the season's done pretty much yeah and, yeah exactly and things change and, and also the, the prize money the FA Cup I think it was worth I think it was worth about three or four thousand to them the first round and, and uh, you know that's for, for, a, for a club that obviously gets a very small gate and doesn't charge much it's a huge amount of money yeah. for them so we'll see how that goes okay uh, so I did manage to um, I, sh- I should really I should really play a jingle but I'm not going to uh, you're listening to Cambridge 105 radio there you go now you know um, I've come, I haven't got time to play it that's why because uh, we, we still do need to talk about Peterborough having announced that we were going to um, <laughs> but I did manage to talk to uh, Robbie finally um, they had uh, they had a couple of uh, losses recently a bad defeat uh, I think 5-0 uh, against uh, I can't even remember who it was now um, and then Coles Hill last week where they were where they were winning 1-0 up until the 82nd minute then a penalty and another goal conceded meant they lost 2-1 they came back and had a a good game uh, this weekend in front of a busy week so this is what uh, Robbie had to say about the game so Robbie we we finally get to speak (laughs) congratulations on uh, the result uh, yesterday a 4-1 win uh, against Shepshire Dynamo that leaves you I think uh, 15th in the table but it's a very tight table it's still now with uh, 12 games gone for yourselves Uh, 6 points would get you all the way up to just outside the playoff spots and 3 points would bring you up to uh, well into the top 10 so everything to play for still and, and a good performance by all accounts yesterday yeah, you know, we've we've had a little bit of a blip. Hopefully, you know, the, the two games that we've we've just come off the back of losing, you know, hopefully they're they're behind us now and you know, yesterday was a a much needed performance, you know, as well as the result because you know, throughout the game I thought we played some some exceptional stuff and I think, you know, in in my sort of 6 7 years in charge, that's probably the best footballing performance I've had, you know, and it was a great you know, we 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 tore Chip said apart every time we went forward the movement the the one twos and the combinations around the box they just they just couldn't live with us and you know we we were thoroughly sort of worth the four one in the end and you know we we're probably a bit disappointed at the post a couple of times as well in the second half and you know we could have been a bit more emphatic but yeah you know, we'll we'll take the result we'll certainly take the performance and we go into a a very busy week of, of travelling and, you know, two very important games against teams that are on a bit of a bad run, both teams. So, yeah. you know, the confidence that we hopefully gain from from yesterday's performance and, you know, we welcome back Jake Battersby who was who was very key to, to a lot of things that we did yesterday. You know, his pace and his, you know, running in behind from fullback areas and, and the boy Alex Kerr that we've got in from Billericay that, you know, he's been in with us all season. He's He's had a month out on loan at um, Lake and Eve at Step 5 and he came in sort of last week but yesterday was 
the two fullbacks were were superb and and a lot of our play came from those forward runs and getting in behind them so you know it was it was a very pleasing day at the office and yeah, we're welcoming back Joe Hood into the squad yesterday as well. So that that's a massive, massive boost to the group. And you know, we're we're looking like we go into next week with a, a fully fit squad for the first time in a few weeks. Blimey, yes, it's kind of really unusual to hear that from uh, from yourself. But uh, yeah. and you're going to need it. I mean, it, it, it's it, we've we've talked about the organisation and the structure of the leagues, but you're going up to uh, uh, just. A, uh, just to kind of Warsaw, Birmingham area on Tuesday, which is always going to be a nightmare travelling for that. And then you're doing it again on the Saturday in the two games. It's uh, it, it's it, it's going to be a really difficult one, as you say. Both uh, the both the teams you play Sporting Kelsar on Tuesday, and then Boldmere St Michael's on the Saturday, uh, bottom of the form table at the moment in the league, having uh, had a, a, a bad few weeks. But you can never write teams out. You can't, and and that's you know with this league, it's you know the teams that you see down the bottom, you know the Rugby's and the Rushtons, and you know they're picking up good points at the moment against good teams. So the league is is very tough in terms of depth to it, and you know the the travelling will be a problem, you know, because we've got one or two that are you know potentially struggling to get there for the times that we want them there, just due to their their work and and unavailability of getting out of work so you know but we we definitely go there with great confidence from yesterday and you know like you say both of those teams are are bottom of the form table you know and we go there hopefully looking to get two very positive results and like you say the, the gap between us and the playoffs is six points and you know we do have a game in hand which is Tuesday so it'd be really important that if we can get those three points it, it takes us closer to that pack and and then we've got the Boldermere game that you know we we look to on Saturday to try and close that gap even more. So, yeah, and, you know, like I said prior to the question, you know, we've got players coming back now and the group is getting very much stronger and stronger by the week. So, you know, it's a really important period between a home game. We've got two then trips into Leicestershire. So, you know, we've got a very, very busy month, but we're at full quota and, you know, hopefully we can deal with with those games and the travelling and hopefully we can start climbing the league where, you know, we feel we should be competing in that top, top half that's for sure and you had some good news uh, uh, at the end of uh, well, the second to last week of October the uh, crowdfunder to raise funds for the changing rooms uh, met its target that means the work on those can proceed yeah it's yeah it's fantastic that we've had so many people come and donate you know to help the cause you know to get us in there as, as quickly as we can and you know everything's been ordered and it, you know hopefully we'll be in there before Christmas if not it will be the new year so it, it, it looks like finally progress is being made there. We'll see when that actually happens. But uh, um, Robbie's confident Christmas or New Year. Um, hopefully that, that does actually work out to be the case, but we shall see as we go along. OK, we'll go back uh, briefly to uh, Peterborough. Um, we forgot to review that one because it's not very important, is it? Not, 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 in, not in light of the Bristol Street Motors game anyway. Um, uh, I mean, it, it obviously... Biggest game of the season uh, for, for for most fans in terms of uh, um, uh, you know the rivalry that uh, I've said many times I don't quite understand because I've not been a, a fan for long enough to actually see competitive games but obviously huge thoughts thoughts on that game Salim yeah no it's massive I mean um, 
I think the tweet that came out when we beat them last year was that's why it's <laughs> called Cambridgeshire and not Peterborough. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it goes without saying. Massive, massive game, big derby. Um, Peterborough doing well in the league at the moment, fourth in the table. Um, surprisingly, only drew to Salford last last night. Um, with uh, last uh, and only on what ninety plus yeah, three, 90 wasn't plus it? Three. I was looking at that one, hoping they'd um, get beaten. Yeah, but they've also got um, midweek action this week against yeah. Wigan, so that might affect or impact the, uh, their team on Saturday. That remains to be seen. Um, last league result, 4-2 win at Blackpool. And yeah, like I said, they've been doing really well. Unbeaten in the last five, which is great form. Three wins, two draws. Um, and yeah, they'll be looking to go up this season. So just stay in those competitive places. Um, but yeah, when it comes to the derby... What happens on the day is, you know, what we go off, not not (laughs) what what league position you're in. It's just who wants it more on the day and who can perform. So, and that's it. We've we've talked about this thing about, you know, if if we turn up to the game and play like we can play at our best, then we stand, uh, you know, every chance of getting a result. If we turn up like we did at Orient, you know, we'll we'll get hammered by them. So it's one of those things. Uh, And being a derby, both teams should be up for it. Yeah, you have to be. You have to be. I mean, if you if you going into that game and you're not up for it, you're you're asking to be killed, really. So there you go. Um, uh, that's <laughs> hopefully, hopefully we, uh, we we now we've talked about it on air. People can stop texting us to say we've already talked about <laughs> it. But there you go. Uh, apologies for that. Um, apologies for the fact that I didn't play a single jingle actually today. You, you, I think you got the idea that you were listening to Cambridge One Hundred and Five, otherwise you wouldn't have been listening in the first place. Um, so uh, that's all we've got time for uh, this week. Thanks uh, to everyone in the studio. Thanks to Robbie finally for uh, talking to me. I kept, I kept thinking I must have said something about him. It must be, I mean, he must have taken things personally uh, about some comment I made. But no, he does assure me it's just because he's really busy at both the uh, uh, Clare, about the Clare training grounds at Cambridge United, which is where he works, and also obviously what's going on at uh, City. So thanks to him. Uh, thanks to Darren as well. Uh, we'll be back again next week when hopefully Histon will have played and uh, Cambridge City will at least have a game coming up. Thanks very Cambridge much. Cambridge 105 Radio.